Hello and welcome to Storming the Gates and this podcast is actually taking place in what we call the encampment. That's where we grow in the Word of God. I previously did a study on Psalm 91. Um, I hope you have a chance to listen to that and enjoy it. I wrote that during the quarantine and time when people were pretty fearful and we needed Psalm 91. I feel like I need it every day, right? Well, this new uh podcast is going to be based on the book of Esther, and it's called For Such a Time as This. As I and so many of you have been watching the news lately, I see that this is truly a tipping point for our nation. I have felt that way through the years as various people rose to leadership in America, but nothing can compare to the utter chasm of differences between the two party platforms we see today. At the same time, I am impressed and amazed at the various Christians rising up in this hour to make a stand for truth and justice. And it is not without loss they do this. There's a great political divide. And to be perceived as standing on one side means those on the other side of this divide reject and cancel you. I was thinking yesterday how I begin my journey in Michigan's Upper Peninsula, trekking up our road in the early morning light. I would pray for my small city and the people in the Upper Peninsula. Daily, I would ask God to bring revival to this deeply wooded area. My walk led to the county courthouse. It's the pride of uh, our county. It's perched high up on a hill. There's an obelisk that celebrated the Finnish pioneers who founded the area with grit and determination. And that stood on the lawn just in front of the large cement steps. I would always pause at that obelisk. I'd observe the etchings of men with rough saws chopping down the timber of our area, and our area still relies on wood for its livelihood. Then there was another etching. It was that of a woman. She was plowing up soil, and she was guiding a hefty axe. Those pictures always felt to me like a message from God. My heart was often weary from attempting to plant a church in the remote and wooded area we lived in. I saw myself as a pioneer. Just as those Finnish folks once were, I was plowing the hard soil of human hearts. I was clearing the way for them to receive Jesus into their lives. And it was hard and lonely work, just as it must have been for the pioneers of old. Well, after I paused there, I'd climbed the steps to the courthouse and turned towards the north. From up on those steps, I had a fantastic view of our thin main street and its many little mom-and-pop businesses that were perched alongside the hill, each struggling to survive. I'd pray for them, and then I'd look beyond the city to the hills and to the wilderness that I could see stretching way out into the distance. Bring revival. That was my prayer. Bring revival to Crystal Falls and the regions beyond. I think of those prayers these days. I now live in a different northern town. And unlike Crystal Falls, it is populated enough to host fast food restaurants and a small college. I remember my prayers for the regions beyond, and that's where I now live. And I remember my prayers for revival to come to our wayward nation. In fact, my heart was often heavy as I looked out on the land before me. It was heavy over the broken lives I saw. It was heavy over the news that I was watching that was often showing that decisions made in our court systems were undermining the Christian values I knew as a child. I ached for true revival to return to America. 
One where people are so moved by the gospel of Jesus Christ, they cannot but change their ways and reflect God's love in the way they raise their own children and conduct businesses. Instead, America seemed to grow more and more secular and cold towards that gospel. In fact, it seemed over the years, demons were released from the bowels of hell to work more mischief and tear apart the moral fiber of our great nation. In fact, I was terrified on the night of November 8th, 2016. I was watching the election coverage and literally shaking from the fear that our nation would be lost forever to a party I believe had plans to further decay our moral values and our freedoms. At 3.30 a.m., I learned America had chosen what I would consider wisely. At last, I thought right then that all those trips to the courthouse were part of the drops of oil added to the bowls in heaven where they joined with the other saints' furtive prayers and tipped this election in the conservatives' favor. I actually had a sense of hope, finally, as I gathered blankets over my tired frame and settled down ready to sleep at last. Except, as my head touched that pillow that night, well, or should I say early morning, I heard God speak something that shook me to the core. Now, he said, you must really pray. What? More than I have been? More than all those trips to the courthouse? More than the prayer meetings we called at church? More than my morning time with you? More. Can I pray more? Well, now we know, don't we? And I learned pretty fast that that election revealed the battlefield and the real war for America's soul. These last four years have shown us the good, the bad, and the ugly of America. There's been riots and racism and COVID and media meltdowns. America is a tattered flag stitched together by the prayers of the saints. We are still pleading with the Almighty for mercy, even as we know a cleansing must take place if God is just, and he is just. Francis Scott Key was gazing at just such a tattered flag as he penned these words that never failed to bring tears to my eyes. Oh, say, does that star-spangled banner yet wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave? I think I get misty-eyed because I picture him wishing he could see through the hallways of the future and see if it's still waving. Well, it does, Francis, for now it still does. But will it be waving tomorrow? And that is up to us. This is a tipping point. This is a hinge moment in history, as Lou Engel says. And you and I are here because we have a part to play in history. That is why I want to go through the book of Esther uh, during the next 21 days. I'd like to think I'm going to do a podcast every day, but then there's reality. But as best I can, I'm going to try. So on my podcast and on my blog, we're going to go through the book of Esther. It's a small way to join the battle for the soul of America. Esther was a woman who did not feel adequate for the task ahead of her. Yet, through her simple obedience and step of faith, she saved her nation. God placed her in the citadel of Susa and gave her an audience with the king. 
for such a time as she lived in. Well, we've been given audience with the king, and it's for the same reason, to save a nation. And everyone is needed. We all can be Esther's in this moment. So I want you to come back tomorrow and join Esther and I as we move into the purposes of God for this crucial moment in history. Lord, we lift up this nation to you. Lord, you have brought us here and now for such a time as this. There's too many coincidences in our lives, in the lives of people around us, in the people that you have moved into position, that it cannot be but your hand saying, I have a plan and I have a purpose and you are part of it. Lord, we want to move into that plan. Lord, I pray you help us, Lord, to hear from you, to know what you're saying to us, and that we will be all that you've called us to be for such a time as this. All right, go forth with the blessing of God upon you, and we'll see you again here soon.